Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Health and Safety Matters podcast. My name is Mark Sinnett. I'm the CEO of Western Business Media, which is the publisher of Health and Safety Matters. And I want to start off this podcast by dedicating this podcast in the memory of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Last week we saw the very sad news that the Queen has sadly passed away at 96 years of age after 70 years of um, being the monarch for this country and a fantastic public servant. We've actually changed the front cover of this edition of Health and Safety Matters to have a black logo um, commemorating the Queen and, as I said, her fantastic dedication to public service. Very, very sad news, but I want to dedicate this edition of the podcast to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. So, as you know, this podcast comes out on a monthly basis, and please do share it with your industry colleagues and friends. If you're not already subscribed, please do so through iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use such as Spotify you can also watch it on YouTube but definitely we would ask you to please subscribe to this so you can get automatic notifications of when the podcast comes out and once again we are proud that this podcast is sponsored by the health and safety event if you're not familiar with the health and safety event it takes place at the NEC in Birmingham and it takes place next year in 2023 on the 25th to 27th of April 2023. And actually we have our own Safe and Health Excellence Awards in the middle night of that at the Vox at the NEC in Birmingham on the 26th of April. The health and safety event is the largest national health and safety event in the United Kingdom. And it's co-located with the fire safety event, the security event and the workplace event. Registration will soon be opening for it towards the back end of the year. It'll be completely free to attend. But if you want all the latest information on the health and safety event, all you need to do is go to www.healthandsafetyevent.com. And on that vein, you know, I'm really pleased to uh, make an announcement about the health and safety event and health and safety matters. We've actually extended our partnership with the health and safety event to continue as a strategic partner for many years to come. So those of you who know the history of our company, you know, we launched the health and safety event. And then the previous owners of my company, uh, Neil Weston and Tim Ellis, sold the business and the exhibitions and the magazines to 19 Group, who are funded by Phoenix Private Equity. And I, along with my business partners, Danny Kosovu and Keith Gabriel, bought back all seven publications, which includes Health and Safety Matters as part of a management buyout. Now, for the last three years, you know, I've been doing content for the health and safety event. I won't be doing that moving forwards, but I'm very proud that we've got a long term partnership with the health and safety event and the fire safety event and the security event for that matter and the workplace event where we will continue to be the official publication of the health and safety events you will see us promoting the events heavily a really great partnership so you know we're very excited to announce that we announced it on our website earlier this month and you know that's something that uh, is is great news and you know there's great content on the health and safety event it is the single biggest gathering of health and safety professionals in the United Kingdom on an annual basis. So, yeah, more information about the health and safety event, um, please do go to their website, healthandsafetyevent.com. But while we're talking about health and safety matters, you don't have to wait for this podcast, as you know, to get all the latest health and safety news. You can go to our website, which is hsmsearch.com. And why should you go there? Well, I've just said you get the latest news and prosecutions, products and services there. But also you can sign up to get our magazine in print or digital form, for free. You can also sign up to our twice a week e-newsletter, which has got over 80,000 subscribers to it now. It's incredible how many of you have signed up to that. You can also see all of our upcoming CPD webinars, 
and look at our back archive of CPD webinars. All you need to do there is go on the webinars tab. They are all completely free to go to, whether you watch them on demand or go to the ones in the future. So well worth a look. So let's do what we normally do and start with the news. So IOSH has urged the government to raise asbestos awareness. So the Institution of Occupational Safety and Health, IOSH, has called for the government to work with policymakers, regulators, employers, and worker representatives to increase awareness about asbestos. This has come after the government rejected a recommendation by the Work and Pensions Committee to set a 40-year deadline to remove asbestos from all public and commercial buildings. IRS says more needs to be done to ensure people aren't exposed to the deadly material. Despite its use in Britain being banned since the turn of the century, it's believed that hundreds of thousands of non-domestic buildings constructed before this time still contain asbestos. IOSH has been calling for more to be done to protect people since it launched the asbestos phase of its No Time to Lose campaign in 2018. At that time, it revealed the findings of a survey of tradespeople which showed a worrying lack of awareness about the material following the recent government decision. It's now renewed this call. I mean, I, I've worked for a company before that was moving premises and... I know those premises were being developed and our move was delayed because asbestos was disturbed in that old building. This is still a problem. It can be fatal. It can lead to a fatal illness. And I couldn't agree with IOSH more here. More needs to be done. Um, and it's disappointing to see, you know, uh, the government reject this, uh, this recommendation. But IOSH had more to say on this. Um, their head of safety, Ruth Wilkinson, said, asbestos remains a global challenge to both occupational and public health. Irish was pleased to support the Work and Pensions Committee inquiry and we supported the recommendation for there to be an overall plan developed by the government and the health and safety executive. But removing asbestos is something which is fraught with risks. So we called for caution over doing this without considering research and evidence around safe removal and disposal. We requested that any options, planning and decision stages consider all hazards and risks in relation to the in-situ removal, transportation and disposal of asbestos. What is a significant concern is the lack of consistency in managing asbestos among duty holders and a lack of awareness and knowledge about it among those who are coming into contact with it, particularly smaller businesses. Now, asbestos, as we talked about, is, is kind of the current theme of this podcast this week. And if you want to read more about that, just go to our website, hsmsearch.com, and uh, just type in IOSH urges government to raise asbestos awareness or IOSH asbestos awareness it will come up and obviously the issue there that that has heightened is also the fact that it's not just the need to remove this asbestos it's the need to remove it safely to make sure competent people are doing it it's not just the removal where you can be exposed to but it is the disposal of it that needs to be safe so it can't spread and affect other people let alone the people that are disposing it so again I would completely support IOSH on on that one a hundred percent. So prolonged exposure to crystalline silica or RCS can lead to life-changing respiratory conditions such as silicosis and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and that's come obviously from the warning from the health and safety executive. As part of the HC's role as an enabling regulator it's recently refreshed its silica guidance and you can get straight linked to this by going to our website which is www hsmsearch.com and just type in in the search box HSE workplace silica guidance and that will come up. So 
As we said, they recently replaced and refreshed, sorry, its silica guidance for brick and tar manufacturing, stonework and foundries ahead of a manufacturing sector focus inspections in the autumn winter this year. And it's also established an e-bulletin to support this industry. So again, you can get the link to that e-bulletin by going to that news story. Well worth signing up to for free. So silica is a natural substance found in both stone, rock, sand, quartz and clay. Silica particles are produced during many manufacturing tasks, including those materials. So silicosis or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD for short, and lung cancer can all be caused by breathing in tiny particles of silica. Over time, the exposure to silica particles can harm workers' ability to breathe and cause irreversible, often fatal, lung disease. So what I want to flag up here is starting in October, HSC inspectors will begin a targeted inspection initiative focusing on the manufacturing businesses where materials that can contain silica are used to ensure they have control measures in place to protect their workers. This will include brick and tile manufacturers, foundries, stoneworking sites and manufacturers of kitchen worktops. So if you work in those sectors, heads up, the HSC inspectors will likely be coming knocking on the doors. Um, you know, on random targeted inspections there to make sure that workers are being properly protected uh, in terms of their respiratory health. So, you know, I think we all know this, but employers have a legal duty to put in place suitable arrangements to manage health and safety to ensure that you comply with the COSH regulations, which is the control of substances hazardous to health. So inspectors on these um, proactive inspections We'll be looking for evidence that businesses have put in place effective measures, such as local exhaust ventilation, water suppression, and where appropriate, the use of protective equipment such as respiratory protection, RPE. And this is all obviously to reduce workers' exposure to RCS. If any health and safety breaches are discovered, the HSC will obviously then look to take enforcement action. So it's, it's an important campaign it's great to see the HSC being proactive, going into workplaces to make sure people are compliant because we need to make sure that people are protected properly in this way. So I'll finish that off by saying here is um, a comment from the HSC's head of manufacturing, David Butter. He said it's hugely important for manufacturing businesses where workers use materials that contain silica to act now to ensure they comply with the law and protect their workers from the risks of devastating lung disease. Businesses should take note that good ventilation in the workplace and protective equipment are just some of the measures they need in place to protect the respiratory health of workers. So, yeah, again, if you want to find out more about any of those news stories, just go to hsmsearch.com and you can either look at the news section or you can uh, go straight through to the search box and uh, type in to look at uh, any of those. So very much had a, a health focus on the uh, podcast this time. But now I just want to tell you about some, some other industry news that's coming from us. The entries are now open for the Safety and Health Excellence Awards 2023. It was so good to see everyone back face to face in April at the awards do. We had nearly 500 people there. It is the sector's biggest networking evening and the reason we launched it several years ago was to recognize the great work that you guys do it's it's come to become something that has grown and grown and grown and and people you know the best part of my job i could say to this is when i get so many emails and calls coming in of people genuinely excited 
to be shortlisted, let alone if they win the award or get a commended or highly commended. Definitely the best part of my job. And I personally felt right from the start when we launched these that it's really important that this profession gets recognised for the vital work it does in keeping people and property safe. Let's go back to the start of this podcast where I've just shared with you figures from the HSC where we're continuing a downward trend of workplace fatalities. Now, that again, like I said then, is due to the vital work that you do in keeping people safe. And that deserves to be lauded. It deserves to get recognition. So we're really, really excited to open these awards again. And and it's completely free to enter. And please do enter. I, I really strongly urge you to do it. It'll only take 10, 15 minutes of your time. And I can tell you from from what I see the interaction I have with you guys when you do, the genuine excitement that your colleagues will have or your partners will have and or your staff will have when they notice that they've been shortlisted if they make it really does a huge amount for morale and it raises the profile of your company or your brand and it's something well worth doing. It's completely free to enter. The entries close on the 15th of February 2023 and we will announce the shortlist in March, and then we'll have a fantastic um, awards night at the Vox at the NEC on the middle night of the safety and health and safety event, and that will be on the 26th of April 2023. And we've got the fantastic Rob Beckett as our host of those awards this year, but I just want to run through the categories for you. I'm going to start with one that's very close to my heart, the uh, Alan MacArthur Unsung Hero Award, uh, which is sponsored by 3M. So this category was launched in memory of Alan MacArthur, a friend of all of ours here who sadly passed away a few years ago. Um, he was a 3M employee and he's dedicated 20 years of his life to improving health and safety. So this category has been running for a few years and is in his honour. Um, you know, he, Alan was one of the people we spoke to when we were going to launch the awards and he and, and he was really excited about them and, and this category is a fitting memory for him and it aimed at anyone in your business that you think is an unsung hero at improving health and safety standards across your business your supply chain or with partners we've got the best health and safety manufacturing category we've got best health and safety project we've got the very popular health and safety manager of the year uh category um <laughs> you know, which we get so many entries each year for that. We've got the Health and Safety Team of the Year, also get final entries of that, which is sponsored by Nebosh. Campaign of the Year. The Lifetime Achievement Award is something that the judges and the BSIF pick and, and something that, uh, you know, we we are very excited always to reveal on the night who's won that. Then we've got the Rising Star of the Year Award, or the Rising Star Award for short, which is sponsored by Evertix. And that really is a rising star in your business. It's been in the business only a couple of years. It's really done an improvement to health and safety. Then we've got the Safer Logistics Awards, which is a celebration of safety excellence in the logistics and supply chain sectors. We've got the category that was new last year, the Woman of the Year Award, sponsored by Cromwell. And that's designed to recognise the female in the health and safety sector who's made a significant contribution to improving standards in the workplace for health and safety. I've got a brand new category this year, which is marketing campaign of the year. And and this I'm quite excited about this category. This category is designed to recognize implementation of a marketing campaign that's led to significant improvements to health and safety for people or premises or the use of products. We've got another new category this year, distributor of the year. 
So this category is designed to recognise distributors of health and safety products that have gone above and beyond to ensure great customer service, fulfilment of customer needs and demonstrated great product and market knowledge. Another new category, the final new category, and the final category full stop actually, is the Best Driver Risk Management Performance Awards, which is sponsored by National Highways. This is something, driver safety is such an important issue. So many of us drive for work. So many of us have fleets of uh, drivers working. And we really wanted to work closely with Driving for Better Business and National Highways to, to raise awareness on this. So this award has been developed to recognise employers who have proactively demonstrated a consistent and comprehensive approach to the management of their work-related road risks, and in doing so, have delivered significant business benefits through the reduction in vehicle-related incidents and collisions involving staff who drive for work. Couldn't be more important. I really want to see as many people enter that as possible, showing what you've done to try and minimise incidents or collisions involving staff who drive for work and you know huge thanks to driving for better business and national highways for supporting us on that and you know huge thanks to all of our sponsors you know i've mentioned many of them there our headline sponsor is eco online you know we've got martor also a sponsor safety rocks who are the sponsor the first time of uh, of rob beckett our host and and of course these awards are done in conjunction with the british safety industry federation you know our key strategic partner and they thankfully once again will be delivering their awards, their, B their very coveted BSIF awards as part of this process that they'll be doing the BSIF Customer Service Award, the BSIF Product Solution Award, which is a PPE award, and a, another Product Solution Award, which is a Safety Product Award. And they'll also be doing their long-established BSIF Safety Solution Award. All of the details about how to enter this, please do it. Go to our website, www.she-awards.com dot co dot uk completely free to enter it's open now uh, as i said huge thanks to all of our sponsors which also includes the health and safety event but please do enter it's the perfect way to get you your colleague your staff a product your organization recognized for the vital work you do in keeping people safe so www.she-awards.com and a final thing is if you don't know, we've got the Health and Safety Matters Digital Conference taking place over two days on the 5th and 6th of October. It's completely free to attend and you will get a CPD certificate for attending. We've done it last year and we've done the HSM PPE Digital Conference earlier in the year. This is a great way to network as well. You can ask live questions to our speakers. You can interact with the sponsors on there in live chat. You can see videos, exclusive videos from them and PDFs in the sponsors area that you can download as well. But you can also network with each other. You can have group chats, which we can all see uh, in the main room. You can direct message any delegate that's there. Uh, that's a private direct message. Not even the organizers myself can read those. And you can request video calls with other delegates. So I'd encourage you to definitely fill in your profile and do that. But the content is really the real reason you want to be there. And We've got a fantastic lineup of content for this. So it's over two days, the 5th and the 6th of October. On the 5th of October, we've got Alan Murray from the BSIF. He will be talking about the Registered Safety Supplier Scheme, BSIF. We also have got um, a headline keynote address from Rico Online, uh, who's the headline sponsor of the event. We've got Making Peeps Personal, 
which is from safety chair adam walton there adam looks for peeps and why they're important uh, so that's your personal emergency evacuation plans if you don't know that for short i'm so used to acronyms in this sector we've also got managing workplace stress from a distance which will be delivered by natalie sherborne from nebosh we've also got Kevin Bampton, the CEO of um, the British Occupational Hygiene Society, who will be talking about hearing protection, mental health, physical safety and sustainability. Then we go on to day two. And on that, we've got Greg Ward, who's the head of corporate engagement from IOSH, talking on catch the wave and secure your future. Um, so that will be how to find out how OSH professionals are already leading the way and how they can continue to support business to protect their people and in return, their futures. Then we've got a panel session that actually I'll be chairing, hosting with Martor, with uh, Chris Brown, their managing director, and Ian Suggett, the national sales manager. And that'll be Knives, the unsung business heroes. So it'll be an interactive presentation, which is aimed at opening your eyes about the importance of Knives, which allow businesses to run smoothly. So that'll be a really interesting session. I encourage you to come to that. It's a bit different. And, you know, if you take knives out of factories, warehouses and workshops, they'll grind to a standing halt, obviously. So this session will be talking about the use of them, but more importantly, how to use them safely, how to reduce hand injuries and stuff like that. Another session that we've got on and uh, we're very excited about is from Marcus Herbert, the head of well-being at the British Safety Council. And that'll be called the Lion Manager's Paradox, the value and impact of Lion Manager's on workplace well-being. We're also going to have an address from the health and safety executive as well to round things off. So it is completely free to attend this. You get a CPD certificate for both days. So I would encourage you to come to as much as you want. You can't come to all of it. You can come to some of it. Or if you miss some of it, you'll be able to watch it the following week on demand for a whole year by session. So please do register. I'll give you the whole domain name and then I'll give you a quicker way to get to it. The domain name to register for free is hsmdigitalconference.com, hsmdigitalconference.com. Now, if you can't remember that, it's not a problem. You can go to um, our website, hsmsearch.com, and it is on the main navigation saying digital conference. Or you can just Google Health and Safety Matters Digital Conference, put in any search engine, up we pop. But the direct web domain once again is hsmdigitalconference.com takes place on the 5th and 6th of October 2022 we've already got over 1500 of you registered to come and we're over a month out when I record this roughly so yeah it's it's definitely something that uh, I'd encourage all of you to uh, attend if you can so now it's time to introduce our guest on this edition of the podcast so in this edition of the podcast, we sat down with Dan Hobbs, who's the CEO of Protex AI. And I found a really interesting conversation. It's all about artificial intelligence and how it is benefiting. And, and we can really look forward to it being more incorporated in health and safety in the future. And really how it is supporting health and safety. And just going away from misconceptions that Big Brother is watching you is what AI is all about. So I sat down with Dan earlier and here's what he had to say. <music> Hi, Dan. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. I mean, I've been really looking forward to our chat today. It's a very different take on the health and safety sector, and I love to do that 
on the podcast. Um, so just before I go into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role at Protex AI? Sure, yeah, sure thing. So, so my name is Dan. Uh, great to to meet or or uh, speak to your listeners. Uh, and I'm I'm CEO of of Protex AI. So I manage kind of the whole day to day aspect of the company. So yeah, AI is obviously what we're going to talk about today. And yeah, I want to talk about misconceptions in the AI sector as we go along. But when we let's talk about Protex AI, your company a moment can you for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with you and dan you know our listeners can be health and safety managers that uh, you know they can be risk assessment consultants etc they might not know who protex ai are and i'm very much hoping they will do by the end of this conversation but can you tell us more about what protex ai does and, and how has the business come about yeah absolutely so um about protex ai we use camera software to identify danger before people get hurt. Um, and we do this all using this thing called computer vision and AI. Um, so what we do project is we link in with existing CCTV infrastructure. Uh, and we allow companies like MS, like uh, like some of the biggest companies in the world to identify the behaviors that lead to accidents so that the companies can stop the behaviors from happening rather than waiting uh, for, for the accident to, to occur. Um, so we're, we're being using kind of very much the proactive sense uh, when it comes to safety and this it is, it's a totally new kind of wave on how we manage and how we how we look at safety uh, using technology so obviously your business is changing and is growing and growing and, and we'll talk a lot more about the AI sector in a minute but you know we were talking off air about you know big funding announcement you've got you managed to secure 80 million dollars of additional funding can I ask how this has come about what it's going towards because you know it sounds quite exciting from what we were talking about off air yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, from from our perspective, we very much are trying to to to, to provide a lot more uh, to the market, and I think that, that this uh, this raise is helping us to do that. You know, we're building out that whole operations team. We've got some awesome customers on board, and we're super super grateful for them. But now with this with this money, we're now able to uh, to cater for a lot more, uh, which is great because we have a lot more demand coming in from uh, from companies that are trying to get ahead of the curve uh, on safety. Um, I guess from our side of things, it, the whole company started out just from from a story we heard um, on a site in, in Ireland where uh, a guy actually unfortunately died on site on a on a big uh, big manufacturing site, um, and we thought it was this freak accident. But how they managed the safety for that is they went back through the CCTV to try and figure out what happened, um, and they noticed that the behaviours that led to that accident were actually happening day in day out. And we said, okay, this this mustn't be just this one company. Um, so with this money, we're able to to build out the product more, uh, and are, and are helping uh, more companies on board a more proactive um, safety culture within within their companies. Yeah, it's a it's a very different angle on safety culture, which is what really you know, when we were talking a couple of weeks back before we agreed to do this, it, AI is coming more to the forefront of uh, health and safety. You know. EHS sector as a whole is 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 really in the early adopter stages of the technology, isn't it? Um, can you explain to our listeners how you see AI becoming more to the forefront of their sector? Sure. Yeah, I think I think when people think of they think of AI, it it, it seems like this you know Star Wars esque type thing or this Terminator thing, um, but it's becoming more readily available, not just in in, in industry but across the board. Uh, and there's no reason why it can't be applied 
to EHS. And it is, especially with ourselves. And there's other companies in like sensors and stuff. Um, technology as a whole is becoming much more widely available. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be using it in, in the safety realm. Um, so I think when we look at safety as a industry or as a, as a, as a job or, or as, a, as a concept, uh, it's all about data. And it's how much data we have in order to make the right decisions. And what AI can do, especially the way we use it through camera software, um, and a lot of other companies are doing it through different aspects and different folds, it is providing us with that data in order to make the, the right decisions and those data-informed decisions. So that's where it's becoming a lot more popular in other aspects, and it's starting to become popular in, in the safety realm too. And now let's talk about the common, well, we can call it misconceptions or conceptions of AI. And I think you've, yeah. you've touched on it, that uh, is Big Brother watching you? And, and is, this all about, yeah, is this all about watching people? It is a concern and a misconception in this situation. But we talked about those misconceptions. Why, why don't you talk to us a little bit about actually what the true benefits this technology can be for people in the health and safety sector? It's obviously clearly not about just watching people, is it? Yeah, that's so such a good point. And a lot, most of our customers will always ask this question, you know, where we, is this, uh, you know, over surveillance or anything like that? And, and it's very much how you look at AI. I think, I think when, like I said, just back on that point, you think of this, you know, system taking over our jobs or anything, and it's AI versus the AHS manager, but it's very much not. It's, it's a total complementary tool, uh, to how you do your role. Um, so what we do at projects, and one thing which is really, really important, uh, is, is it should never be seen as a finger wagging exercise whereby, you know, Mark has done this and we go in and we say, Mark, you're not supposed to do that. Um, that's, that's not the huge benefit of, of systems like this. Uh, what we do at projects is we do this thing called managing by the collective and we enable companies to, to, to manage by the collective where it's spotting these trends over time, not an aspect of, Hey, we're finger, we're, we're pointing fingers at, at, at people on, on, on site and trying to prove them. Um, it, it, on an individual side of things. Um, how we do that then? And I guess how we go beyond the whole, you know, um, picking up the, the GDPR aspect, which is always a question, uh, is this thing called person de-identification. So what we're doing here is, we're, we're, or rather what we're not doing is picking up PII. So PII is personal identifiable information. Uh, and that's where it comes into the fold of, of, of being individual with safety. But what we do at Protex is, is we actually de-identify a person. We don't pick up names, you don't pick up facial recognition, you can do blurring, you can do um, all that type of stuff in order to preserve that privacy and enable these companies to, to manage uh, the workforce as a whole rather than uh, by, the, by the individual person. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, I think our audience will now have a better understanding of, of, of what this technology can do. And that's certainly what we want to try and open people's eyes to today. But who are you really targeting as your customers? So we talked about our audience a, a fair bit in here. You know, we, we have people that are, you know, heads of health and safety for, for major manufacturers, major brands, for example. You know, it could be someone in a warehouse. What is your ideal customer base? Are you looking for someone on a construction site? Are you looking for someone in a warehouse? Or are you looking for someone at National Trust that's responsible for public-facing buildings or tall buildings? What is... You know, so we can relate this to the people listening. Who is it you want to try and reach out to today and go, actually, this technology can help you in your day-to-day -day job keeping people and property safe? 
Yeah, I, well, I guess first and foremost, we we just love talking about this stuff as a team. You know, we we get to, we get a great kick out of that, out of just talking to safety leaders and people who are trying to get ahead of the curve on safety and and, and the, the the new wave of, of technology that's coming into the into the field and things to play with. Um, what we always say internally is we don't deal with paper cuts. Um, it's not small injuries we're dealing with. We we do big, heavy, lots of things going on in industries. Um, so think ports, logistics, warehousing, manufacturing, waste management, those type of things where there's lots and lots of injuries. And the reason there's injuries and incidents and, and through no one's fault at all um, from the health and safety teams is this whole data play. There's so many things going on in each of these sectors and each of these these industries that it's so hard to get a grasp of exactly what's going on and that visibility around their sites. So that's exactly what Protex does and, uh, and what the AI does is uh, is it complements uh, their existing health and safety workflows by giving them that data. And, and, and what we always say is identifying the unknown unknowns. What are the things you're not too sure about, but you have an inkling about or at your site, but you just need the data to make the decision? Um, and that's exactly what what systems like projects can do is to provide that for these mass, massive industries. So I guess I really want to round off by just asking you to give some advice to to our listeners. So can you possibly give any advice or key advice that you think should be out there for any companies looking to adopt AI? Sure, yeah, we, we've actually got a whole blog on our website if anybody wants to check it out too, um, on, on, on our on our protex.ai website. Uh, but on top, I think I think... If if AI is something and, and technology is something you want to introduce in your in your safety flows, um, start small. You don't have to go and say, "Hey, we want to change a game." It's 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 about adopting the technology and seeing where it's applicable. Um, and if 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 data is something that that you you're you're trying to grasp and trying to get control of in your in your facility, um, then then identifying it in in a wider sense uh, by bringing in a, a new bit of technology is a great way to begin. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been on the website. There's a couple of really interesting articles in that blog section, which is obviously right at the top nav of your website. Two I was yeah. looking at is, uh, you know, AI versus human, the future role for EHS managers. I'm sure that'll be of interest to our listeners, uh, mm. as well as, you know, how to use AI to promote a proactive safety culture. And we've touched we've touched on that today, um, obviously, throughout this conversation. But so for the people that have listened today and want to find out more about Project AI or about AI in general, maybe... You obviously clearly show your passion about talking about the topic. If people want to get more information or have some questions, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure, lots of ways, lots of ways, and not just myself, the whole team. Uh, but for myself, the uh, best way is probably between LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn, just Dan Hobbs and the company. Check out Protex. Um, or follow us on, on our page where we've lots of always great content. We don't just do content about Protex, by the way. We we talk about the, the industry as a whole and, and introducing technology into it. So if that's a topic people like, uh, feel free to, to to follow us on our on our LinkedIn page. On top of that, email is great too. I'm always on. On there, so it's Dan, D-A-N dot Hobbs, H-O-B-B-S, at Protex.ai. Brilliant. And as you said, the website is www.protex.ai. You know, really great to talk to you. I mean, it, it, it's really a developing part of our sector now. I can see how this is going to take off. And I think it's a really interesting take that you've had. And, you know, as you said, the AI side of things is really relevant to, you know, logistics sector ports, maritime, manufacturing, retail, waste management. And, and yeah, a lot of our listeners are, are working in that. So, you know, thank you for coming on today. I, I really enjoyed catching up with you. No problem. Thanks very much, Mark. 
And that's all we've got time for on this edition of the Health and Safety Matters podcast. And if you want to see all the latest news, prosecutions, health and safety products and services, all go to see our webinars on demand for free or sign up to upcoming webinars. All you need to do is go to www.hsmsearch.com. You can also go there to sign up to get a copy of HSM for free, but print or digital format. And you'll also get the BSIF annual guide included in that and the PP Insights guide annually that comes with that. And of course, you can use it as a link to go to our digital conference. It is on the main navigation, hsmsearch.com. But I would encourage you to attend our digital conference, which takes place for free on the 5th to 6th of October 2022. And if you want the direct URL for that, it's hsmdigitalconference.com. You'll get a CPD certificate for attending either or both days, or you can just put in a search engine Health and Safety Matters Digital Conference. I'd also encourage you to enter the Safety and Health Excellence Awards for free. Entries are now open. All you need to do there is go www.she-awards.com or put in a search engine Safety and Health Excellence Awards. If you want to give any feedback on this podcast, I'm always keen to hear it. All you need to do is go to Twitter, LinkedIn, anywhere like that and use the hashtag HSM podcast. But thank you to Dan Hobbs, who is our main guest today. And thank you to all of you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And if you want to get alerts of when it comes out, it is monthly, but you can just subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use, such as Spotify, you know, Google Podcasts, etc. And just to type in Health and Safety Matters podcast and hit the subscribe button. But thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the next edition of the Health and Safety Matters podcast.